Young Thomas. Young Michael. Oh, it's a young day. Wait. Oh, there we are. I was missing there one we... side of my microphone there for a second. I had to slap it upside the head. You know, I love it when I slap Mike upside the head. No, that's microphone. There you go. Now, look, do you know, I mean, there's so many knuckleheads in this world. You've always told me that. But listen to this. 1.2 million people have signed on to a language learning app called Duolingo to learn how to speak the fictitious language of Valerian. Do you know what Valerian is? No, but what is this app called again? Duolingo? D-U-O-L-I-N-G-O. How would you say I would that? Say, you know, I'm gonna Duolingo. I'm gonna get one for each one of my phones, and then I'm gonna be Duolingo Unchained. <laughs> well, for you who don't know what Valerian is, Valerian is the language, the fictitious language in the Game of Thrones. 1.2 million people have signed on to this, Thomas. What do you think? That's cray-cray. <laughs> if I remember, 1.2 million was also the amount of people that signed up to go to colonize Mars. Do you think it's the same people? I don't people? think so. Or maybe, maybe, totally maybe. And they're going to be part of Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're interested, there are 842 words in this language. 842? It's called High Valerian. I'm guessing these people are pretty high when they speak it, don't you? <laughs> it's a good, you know, it's a good thing cannabis is legal now. Now, right? <laughs> Come to think of it, I think that Sarah Sanders Huckabee speaks Valerian. Because I swear, when she speaks, I don't know what the hell's coming out of her mouth. Yeah, she rarely speaks anymore. <laughs> She's been shamed into submission. <laughs> That's right. She's shamed into silence. <laughs> <laughs> this language was actually created by a linguist who's created more than 50 fictional languages for movies and TV shows over the years. This guy must have some life, huh? Yeah. And let me ask you this. Are you a Game of Thrones fan? Do you watch that show? Well, it's been on a bunch of years, and I was late to the party. I actually do watch it, but I'm not a fanatic. I like it because of the scenery. It's all shot in really beautiful places across the globe. I can't understand it's it. It's so dark, understand. and I can't right. really keep up and... I don't really care. And guess what? I'm not what? just going to be late to the party. I'm never going to the party. Well, you know what? I relate to the show because it's a lot like my life. I have no idea what's going on and I drink a lot of wine. Huh? Huh? Right. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever been affected by a TV show that, you know, after it was done or over, it really got to the heart of Thomas Kent? Yeah, that that show for me was Breaking Bad. Yeah, really? I love that show because I kept thinking about the characters. They were they were so deep and complex and, you know, I wanted to get to know them more. In fact, you know, years ago, Karen and I, we were so blown away by Breaking Bad. We, we had this incredible vacation in Albuquerque. Well, that's right. I remember yeah, you went telling to all me the that. different places it was shot. It was so much fun. Still deep down Over in there. all the years you've watched television. Yeah, all the years. And the other show, if you really want to go back was the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> well, I know that. That's unnatural because you were born in a little town just right. like that. So why do you ask? Well, because these people are so crazed about Game of Thrones that, you know, when it's over, they want to be connected to it somehow. And that's why they're trying to learn this language. And I just wondered if there was a show that affected you that way. Not that you wanted to learn, you know, become a doctor by watching, you know, the soap opera General Hospital or something. Well, I you know, did have just... this sort of fascination <laughs> and curiosity about how to make meth in my basement, but that's another story. <laughs> Tom and Mike. All right, I'm going to find out how hip you are. If I say these two words, you tell me what comes to mind. Liquid death. Liquid death. Very painful. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's a new drink put out by the former Netflix creative director who just put up $1.6 million of his own to come out with a, this is going to blow your mind. It's water in an aluminum can, a high boy. You know what a high boy is? 
Yeah, right. It cost $1.83. And the reason it has its name Liquid Death is being marketed as it's going to murder your thirst. And it's non-alcoholic. It's non-alcoholic. It's water. It's water in an aluminum can with a fancy heavy metal symbol on the front. I mean, imagine your masculinity is so fragile you need a tough water, huh? So there's nothing inside but H2O. <laughs> they say... But, but the in the water, words of Bobby Boucher, quality H2O. They say the idea is to market it specifically to straight-edge punk as opposed to Whole Foods yoga moms. That's the marketing. That's why They said that. They I should call it that. goth water. <laughs> That's better. And what's a straight-edge punk? Are they still have them out there these days? Just asking for a friend? Right. You're going through your punk stage again, aren't you? No, I'm not. And they say, get this, I don't believe a word they say. They say that the water comes from the Alps. Yeah, the Alps. <laughs> what, in Flint? This is crazy. Flint still has unclean water, and here's a guy that's put it up 1.6 to make water in an aluminum can. Now, there's two things this guy's doing that I like. One, he's putting a nickel for every can he sells in environmental causes. That's good, right? right? And because they're in aluminum cans, how do people get their bottled water to, mostly today in those plastic right. bottles? And aluminum's a lot easier recycled than $1.83 for water in a can, an aluminum can, it's just not something that I can see making it. Do you think it's going to make no. it? No. Liquid death. Well, it's a terrible name. I like goth water better. Yeah, you're right. That is a much better name. <laughs> it is a better name. I should get into marketing oh, well, water. I, this guy has nothing is more straight edge punk than tasting delicious mm. tap water, right? Tom and Mike. You know what it's time for right now we haven't done it in a while? Oh, no. Yes. My favorite? It's real or fake news. It's time for... Fake news, not fake news. Okay, what you got? All right, pal. I'm going to read 10 headlines, and you're going to tell me which one is true and which one is false. It's a very easy game to play, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, number one. There's now an app that will show you what you'd look like if you had just taken better care of yourself. I'd say that's true. That is false. Oh, you're over. But what one. a great idea. <laughs> it is. Oh, for one. I'm going to give you a minus on that one. Did, did you come up with that? No. I go to different fake websites. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Number two. You ready? <laughs> that just struck me as funny. I'm sorry. Two women commit a strong arm robbery, stealing $4,000 worth of perfume, and would have gotten away with it if they weren't the only car... <laughs> On the road with a license covered in a pair of panties. True or false? True. You are correct, sir. All right. Number, here's another third Batten one. 500. <laughs> a Canadian company is working with Bill Gates in collecting CO2 from the U.S. I'd say that would be false. You are correct, sir. You're All on right. a roll. 750. Two out of three. Notice how I do that quick Rain Man math. That's right. All in your head. Mike Pence once said men's and women's bathrooms were too close at Colts Stadium in Indianapolis. You got to think about that one, don't you? You got to think about that one. <laughs> Isn't that sad that you have to think about it? Really? I'd say that's true. That is false. Uh, we got to give him a little bit of credit. Uh, not much, though. <laughs> Police arrest a man believed to be under the influence, possibly because he was driving through a mall. Huh. I would say that's true. You are correct, sir. Because, you know, what made that tricky. What's that? Is malls in America have mostly disappeared. So you got to think about that, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, here we go. The nuclear power industry has a vision for the future where meltdowns are smaller, greener, and much more aesthetically pleasing. True or false? Meltdowns? Yes. That's false. That is true. Aesthetically pleasing? Yes. 
Believe it or not, they're going to... Aesthetically pleasing. They look at a future with smaller nuclear plants. When they do have a meltdown, they're not going to be as dangerous. So, so was, Chernobyl is <laughs> kind of the poster child for, you know, too big. Right. All right, come on, buddy. You're doing good. You're... Uh, I don't know what I'm at, but I think I'm about half and half here. You got four right, two wrong. Here we go. Okay, well, I'm doing even better than I thought. <laughs> Los Angeles <laughs> Los Angeles tap water contains 8% Xanax. Yeah. That's a tricky one, too. <laughs> I would say false. You are correct. All right. 8% is awfully high. You know there's got to be some in there somewhere, right? <laughs> Here we go. A Florida woman pulled an alligator out of her yoga pants during a traffic stop. A number of small turtles were also involved. True or false? False. Thomas, I said Florida. That's the key word. It's true. Oh, no. Really? Alligator out of her pants? Yep. Wait, that must have been a baby alligator. Uh, You know, know, if I had an alligator in my pants, (laughs) my pants would not be dry. (laughs) Having solved all other possible health issues in Kentucky, the Department of Health has moved on a proposal legislation that will ban anyone from using tattoos to cover up their scars. The home of Mitch McConnell, I'm going to say that's true. It is true. That's a strange one. Yeah. But you got it. All right, your last one. You're, you're doing great. During the height of Trump paranoia with the deep state, he once considered firing the Secret Service and re- replacing them with Hell's Angels. I'd say that's <laughs> definitely true. No, it's false. Oh, really? Yeah. He loves Hells Angels. I know, he loves that, bikers. You couldn't take away the security. I know, but it sounds like something crazy he would have said, right? You did good though. Yeah. You got seven out you got six out of ten. You know, he did love his bikers, didn't he? Yes, he did. Well, you did good. Well, we'll give you another one next week and we'll see how you do, okay? Okay. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Thank you for making me feel good, because normally <laughs> Tom and Mike. Southern Methodist University, SMU, just did a study where they looked at who has the most psychopathic tendencies in the country, including every state and District of Columbia. And the area that won this wasn't even close. They were so far ahead that they doubled the person, the the state or whatever in second place. I'm going to say definitely Florida. No. No? The District of Columbia. D.C.? There's more psychopaths in the District of Columbia than anywhere in the world, in the country. Really? Yes. I think we built a wall around Congress. Well, that was kind of tricky. I did say D.C. I know, but I thought you said what state. And researchers say psychopaths are likely to be effective in the political sphere. You trick me, you. <laughs> I'd like to do that. You know, they call it a swamp for a reason. They got psychopaths in there. Now, if you're looking how to spot a psychopath, you know you do one? Tell me if this reminds you of anybody. Here's the characteristics of a psychopath. Superficial charm grandiose nature of self-worth, pathological lying, the ability to manipulate others, and a lack of empathy. Who does that sound like? I don't know. You're not going to say anything. Either am I. But that's the five. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poster child. Yeah. Orange poster child. These experts can't figure out why people find psychopaths so intriguing, and they just can't put a finger on why they can. Can you explain why they do? Well, let me ask you this. What's that? How long has Washington been number one in psychopaths. Well, I don't think... Since about 2016. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of scary if you think about it. Now, here are the states. District of Columbia was first by a wide margin. Then it was Connecticut, California, New Jersey, and New York. The least psychopathic, West Virginia was first, followed by Vermont, Tennessee, North Carolina, and New Mexico. 
See, the red states went out. As far as having the least psychopath, you're right. Right. So Democrats, I guess I guess what they've been saying about Democrats, what the GOP's been saying about Democrats being psychopathic. Yeah. Hello. You know, it's funny. You know, I saw a guy the other day at a Starbucks, right? He had no smartphone, no iPad, no laptop. He just sat there drinking his coffee like a psychopath. <laughs> right? He, yeah. You know, sometimes late at night, I like to dig a hole in the backyard just to keep the nosy neighbors guessing. You ever try that? No, but I would imagine your neighbors think you're a little cray-cray. Oh. Tom and Mike. The government has finally done something that I really can get behind. What's that? They finalized regulations that will require drug companies to disclose the list of prices on the medication every time they run a TV ad for anything costing more than $35 a month to get, which is anything but, you know, only thing less than that is aspirin, right? Right. They have to now put that price. Whenever you watch a TV ad, you have to have the price now. Isn't that great? So when's that supposed to start? Almost immediately. TV ads for drugs, they're going to have to have the price on it. Of course, the price is going to be a little teeny, 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 teeny thing at the very bottom, right? Right. And they'll have that real fast talking guy at the end, right? (laughs) It does all those car commercial disclaimers. These drug company executives are cold. I saw a reporter ask one of these guys, they cornered him and he said, if you raise the price of your drug so much, people will die. He looked at him and said, I don't think we have a pill for that yet. Ha! That's cold, isn't it? That's cold. And people can't afford them. Sometimes the doctor wants to give them a medication for their mood swings and stuff, and they can't afford it. He says, why don't you get the genetic version? It's called chocolate. Come on! Chocolate! Yeah, baby. It cures everything. That and chicken soup, right? Forget these questions about the medication, what do they cost? I want this answered. Why is that couple in a Cialis commercial sitting outdoors in separate bathtubs? Yeah, why? Why is that? Because... They can't get it past the sensors? I don't know. And all these drug commercials are also ruining old rock songs, aren't they? They are. Tom and Mike. I don't know if your wife did this when your kids were pregnant, but if pregnant women snack on nuts during their first trimester, <laughs> they're more likely to have a smart child. That's just nuts. <laughs> you know, I think my mother must have really eaten a lot of nuts in that first trimester because all through my childhood, she kept on saying, Michael, you're such a smart ass. She kept on saying that. I get it. I totally get it. And let me ask you, is this story you're doing being sponsored by planters? <laughs> they said that children scored better on cognitive function, attention and memory tests, if their mothers had these nuts, at least at 30 grams of servings of nuts a week. Now, that's not a lot, is it? No. They looked at 2,400 mother-child pairs and... uh they found this out. Now, there's also, besides nuts, if you any of your pregnant women are out there listening, here's six things you can eat that will make your kids smarter while you're pregnant. Okay. Nuts, number one. Blueberries. Okay, olives. Good. Yeah. I guess while you're having your martini, right? Right. Fish, avocado, and eggs. You know, I got to say, our three kids, uh, Karen, when she was pregnant with all three of our kids, I do believe she probably had good quantities of all those things. Oh, good. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that she craved, I think sometimes women, when they're pregnant, they crave certain foods and that's what the baby is craving. And, you know, that's what like nature saying, your body saying, you know, this is what I need right now. Yep. So a lot of those things she craved, like Mexican food, you know, I guess you could say you got the eggs and avocados covered there, right? Yep. I always thought that the best way to have a smart child was to marry a smart person, right? Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and good luck on finding one of those. I have a feeling that when a lot of American women's heard this story about nuts being good to have your smart kid, 
they wanted to know if that meant donuts. Donuts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's the kind of nuts. That, I think you know. my mom really did eat a lot of nuts because I was a smart kid, Thomas. I got to tell you, when my mom, you know, like when the mom. How smart you, were you? You know, when they feed you that spoon of cereal in the morning, she makes it look like an airplane coming in. Right. I knew it was a spoon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you just turned your head, right? <laughs> this makes a lot of sense. Hey, don't try to fool me. What do you think? I'm some kind of kid sucker. Don't walnuts look like a brain food? Because they look like brains, don't they? Walnuts. They do. They look like little <laughs> teeny tiny little, you know, monkey brains. Four little tips also if you're pregnant, besides eating the right things. You want to take folic acid. You want to quit smoking, which makes sense. Have a healthy weight. I mean, you can gain the baby weight, but don't gain a lot of other weight. And be healthy and active, meaning exercise and stuff. So... Our little tips, right? You know, it's good that you can bring some useful information to the program. <laughs> well, I can't bring the funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so mean to me. Tom and Mike.